So the Pac-12 is next up for getting its media rights deal and how it goes could impact which teams join the Big Ten next. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, you're listening to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about some media rights deal. Big Ten has its, Big 12 has its now, SEC is coming up soon. It's going to be a big, big money time soon. But there is still one conference up for grabs, the Pac-12. What happens to the former home? of USC and UCLA, and what does it mean for the future of the Big Ten expansion and how the timeline could change? We'll get to that as well, and also, of course, cover another exciting night of basketball around the Big Ten. Illinois gets a big comeback win over Northwestern. Michigan gets a needed win on the road against Rutgers. We'll break all that down and, of course, get all the other Big Ten news here on the program. Let's start by talking about those media rights deals, though. As I mentioned, just about everyone in major college sports, Power Five conferences has their media deals wrapped up through at least the middle or start of 2030s, in, in except the Pac-12, who is negotiating rights at this moment. As of right now, it looks like there could be a streaming service in there on the deal, whether it be Amazon or Apple. Those two have emerged as potential front runners over the last few weeks. So what exactly is going to happen here and what does it mean for the future of the Big Ten? First off, the biggest thing here, in a quote earlier this week, Arizona State Athletic Director said that the new deal that the ACC is going to get should be enough for the conference to survive under what it has right now without USC and UCLA. And that is big, obviously, because staying alive is the most important thing for a conference like the Pac-12 at the moment. For a number of reasons, though, not just because, of course, you want to keep things from falling apart. There's this kind of idea about streaming with sports. I've seen the take going around where there's been this narrative of streaming is not what's going to save college sports because people are not going to those streaming sites as much as the other big places. And it's just going to create a bigger divide in the numbers between the Big Ten and the SEC and everybody else. So if the Pac-12 goes over to a streaming service, not only are you, of course, going to have upset fans, but you're also potentially widening the gap in how many people are watching your product compared to what is, at the moment, a superior product here in the Big Ten and over in the SEC. But this isn't about the numbers right now. As we mentioned, the point at the moment is to stay alive. And anyone who's talking about the numbers at the moment is not understanding what's going on here. These conferences are trying to grab as much money as possible to make sure that they can keep their schools happy and in the conference. That is the biggest thing. So whatever's going to throw you the best mo money right now, the best deal, is what's best for your conference. If Apple is willing to shell out to get into the game, let them. If Amazon wants to make sure that it has its spot as well as on Thursday night football in the college game too, let them. But you do not, under any circumstances, give up money 
to remain on, say, ESPN. There's no point in that, not to mention plenty of your games are just going to end up on ESPN Plus anyway. But the point here is to get this money. Yes, the people who said that streaming isn't going to save college sports, they're right. But the point right now is to just stay alive. And this deal, it looks like, is going to be able to keep the Pac-12 together long enough for them to at least try to figure out what they're going to do. Because that's what's most important for the moment. They're seeing what's happening around the country. They're seeing the way that potentially schools and conferences are realigning and even combining on a conference level to create these kind of big 20-team super conferences, potentially. That's all stuff that the Pac-12 is trying to avoid right now. It wants to keep itself intact, and it believes that with this media rights deal, it will. Now, of course, what does that mean for the Big Ten? Well, first off, I think that this potentially lengthens the amount of time that we have to wait for more Big Ten expansion. Right now, you got 16 teams. You've got USC and UCLA. But if this is the price point right now, the Pac-12 is then going to keep itself afloat for a while longer, where if the Big Ten was really most interested in, in adding a Stanford or a Cal, that may have to wait a little bit longer than if this deal wasn't happening at the moment. So that's one thing. I think, in general, we may be waiting a little bit longer to see a more Big Ten expansion, just given that, at the moment, it's currently in flux here. There is money going into sports from all sorts of different angles on this media rights stuff. And everyone wants to pay more and more to get games because live sports are one of the few things that is live television, period, that is really, really worth spending the money on still when you look at who is watching and the numbers that you get. So when you have that, you have a kind of, uh, like the NBA salary cap exploding is kind of an equivalent of what's happening here. Every conference is getting big money and the ACC or Pac-12, we'll talk about the ACC in a minute. The Pac-12 is in a spot where it cannot afford to not take the cash grab at the moment. Now, let's talk about the ACC, though, because now that the Pac-12 is getting its deal done, this is where the dust starts to settle. Every single major conference is going to have its deal figured out through at least 2030 and onward. The ACC is in easily the worst deal in college sports, and it's stuck in it all the way through the 2036 season. So then if the Pac-12 gets its deal done and is getting enough money to keep its schools, that may turn the targets over to ACC schools for poaching. SEC, Big Ten, either of them could go up and find value in schools in the ACC. We've got, obviously, if you're a basketball fan, Duke and North Carolina, but it's well known that basketball is not what makes these moves. You've also got those schools like Florida State, schools like Miami, schools that are legitimate football schools, and North Carolina has itself a plenty good football team from year to year as well. There is plenty to be gained by going over to the ACC and trying to get one of those schools, and there is plenty for those schools to gain by getting one of these precious spots in what's looking to be one of the two power conferences that we're going to have once this is all said and done. So I think it could go both ways. If the Big Ten is really looking over to the West Coast and maybe wanting to add some neighbors for USC and UCLA, like a Stanford or a Cal, maybe they have to wait a little bit longer. But at the same time, I think just in a general sense, by getting this deal done and then having all the deals done for the foreseeable future, you can then kind of look and see which way the arrows are going to turn. And it's going over to that East Coast, going over to the Atlantic Coast and the Atlantic Coast Conference, 
to see which of those schools really want to move. A school like a Miami, I mean, we've seen the way they've been spending. They want to be one of the big spending, big, powerful teams. They are going to go somewhere at some point. I don't believe they're going to be in the ACC through the end of that TV contract. Where do they go? That may be now time for the Big Ten to try and make their move on. But either way, if it's on the West Coast, maybe we have to wait a little longer. If Big Ten's okay adding someone from over on the East Coast, then maybe they get a couple more schools here. I mean, if Big Ten's trying to get to 20 at some point, you could take two from the ACC now, take a couple from the Pac-12 in a couple of years when they are maybe a little bit less happy with the big deficits that they're seeing. But the point is, at the moment, this media deal from the Pac-12 is going to, one, be the final piece in the puzzle of getting everyone's TV deals for the foreseeable future figured out, which means that it can, two, initiate whatever the next step is for expansion. However, I do believe that there's the possibility that because this media deal appears to be enough to keep everything afloat, those individual Pac-12 teams may be a little bit off limits if you're going hunting for schools for at least a little bit. I wouldn't be too confident in saying how long. That's just my thoughts on it right now. That's the biggest thing at the moment is that this deal is going to not just be a deal for the Pac-12 and really whatever, how much money the Pac-12 gets doesn't matter to the Big Ten at all, but it's what it's going to do for the next steps and the domino that it's going to set off in what it could mean for how we get our next set of expansion teams. We'll talk more about football, of course, and expansion as things continue to roll on, I mean, all year round. But we'll also get to basketball in just a minute. Before we do that, though, you have to make every moment more at FanDuel, which is the official sports book of Locked On. If you go over to FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now, you can get a free no-sweat first bet. FanDuel has all of the bets that you could possibly want to place, whether it's spreads, money lines, props. They got everything that you could ever ask for. Big Ten basketball games, it's on FanDuel. If you hear a line here on the show that we're talking about, we're getting it from FanDuel. So you can play alongside us, fade us, Whatever it is you want to do, do it at FanDuel.com. And if you want to get in on our free no-sweat-first bet, you place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started, get that promo money in, and get yourself some free money to play with over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. We got to split things up between football and basketball here on the show and give everyone that attention, especially throughout the football season, as everyone's crazy about the football. But if you're, of course, a fan of the in-season stuff and keeping up with everything going on around the country on the hardwood, do a good job over there with Andy and Isaac at Locked On College Basketball. You can find it on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's recap the two games that we had yesterday. Illinois upsets number 21 Northwestern, 66 to 62. Uh, I mean, this was just the Terrence Shannon Jr. game. Um, first storyline is that Northwestern led in this game by 18 points at half. It was an ugly start for Illinois. It, it just a little bit all over the place. Terrence Shannon Jr. ended up getting three fouls and had to sit out the last part of that first half. And then it ends up being a big, big wildcat run that puts them up big on the road at halftime. But in the second half, again, Terrence Shannon just went off. 
He ended up with 26 points on the game. 24 of them come after that halftime buzzer. Ends up scoring the last five points for Illinois. 10 of the last 15. I can go on. He was incredible throughout this entire last 20 minutes. Coach Underwood didn't even know if he was going to play in this game. Had been in the concussion protocol, did not start, but comes off the bench and absolutely dominates in this second half. And it wasn't just when he was on the floor. When he was off the floor is when Illinois really suffered too. I mentioned that big run at the end of the second half. Terrence Shannon Jr. hits the bench with three fouls and Northwestern immediately goes on a 13-2 run to go up 18 at halftime. It's was, I mean, I can go find the plus minus in a second, but it had to have been absolutely insane. And Boo Booey, by the way, on the Northwestern side, he had a career night as well. Career high, 35 points for him. It was the Terrence Shannon game, though. This was really, really great to see him doing what he does best and, of course, playing healthy, too. And Illinois gives us a little bit of a flash in the pan of what kind of a March team they can be as well. Because when they're hot... They are really, really fun to watch, especially on that home court in Champaign. On the Northwestern side, it, of course, really puts a big blow to the chances of Northwestern winning the Big Ten. Uh, both teams now have two games left to go, Northwestern and Purdue. Both teams now two games apart, Northwestern and Purdue. So while we were hopefully working on that pipe dream of getting Northwestern a Big Ten championship, looks like it will end up being the favorite, Purdue, who takes that regular season crown at the very least. However, Rutgers now, or I'm sorry, Northwestern now, still right in the mix again for the number two seed. If they lose again, of course, they'll be in that big tie that we have in the middle of the Big Ten. In the other game around the Big Ten that I wanted to mention, Michigan takes down Rutgers' final score 58-45. to This one big for Michigan's NCAA tournament hopes because the Wolverines are now slowly but surely creeping their way back into the picture as they continue to play consistent basketball not always getting the wins, but not flopping, not falling apart ever. Other teams are starting to slip, and the Wolverines are at least getting back into the conversation. So as far as bracketology, by the way, we have nine Big Ten teams in, and the biggest mover as of the latest update from Bracket Matrix is Wisconsin. They now appear in what is of 83 updated brackets in 72 of them. So a consensus around the country that the Wisconsin Badgers have done enough to get themselves back into that tournament field, which was not exactly for sure, at least a consensus over the last couple of weeks. Elsewhere in the Big Ten, Purdue still an average 1.01 seed, only a couple of brackets putting them as a two seed. Indiana's an average seed of 4.2, Northwestern 5.9, Illinois 6.9, Maryland 7.2, Michigan State 7.4. Iowa's been a big dropper as of late. They're down to a 7.9 average seed. Rutgers an 8.5 average seed. I already mentioned Wisconsin appearing in 72 of 83 brackets. Penn State appearing in just two of 83 brackets. But both Penn State and Michigan right there on the bubble. Penn State's listed as the first team out according to Joe Lenardi's first four out. And then Michigan is listed as the seventh team out. In fact, I believe I was just looking at a more updated one that had them as the fifth team out after this win over Rutgers. So that's the kind of moves they need to make. And Michigan needs to get a couple more wins here, probably a couple of wins in the Big Ten tournament as well. But also, Michigan's right in the mix as well to get themselves into the bye situation. So we'll see what ends up happening here. We'll see what Michigan ends up doing. But at least at the moment, the Wolverines are making one last desperate plea. Remember, this was a preseason top 25 team. They're going to make one more 
jump at trying to at least get into this field of 68. Meanwhile, Penn State sitting firmly right on that tournament bubble. Again, not a whole lot of teams or brackets have them in, but they are right in the mix in that first four out in most projections that I looked over. So that's where we're at as far as Big Ten brackets go. That's nine teams right there in it, if not firmly in. Wisconsin really the only team still on the edge and trending up with a 10th and potentially 11th still in the conversation here. I mean, this was something that we had talked about back in like January about potentially getting 10 or even 11 teams and how crazy that would be out of the Big Ten. But to be here on the end of February and still having a shot at it is something that makes things a little bit more interesting. We'll wrap things up today with news from around the Big Ten. Uh, first off, players of the week, of course, in women's track, Michigan's Brianna Bates is the track player of the week. In field, on the men's side, Wisconsin Sam Coyle is the men's field athlete of the week. And in the women's field, Minnesota's Shelby Frank, women's field athlete of the week. If you're planning on heading over to the Big Ten tournament, tickets for the single sessions go on sale February 27th. That is Monday. So you can head over to Big10.org, and if you plan on heading to the Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament, you can order your single-session tickets starting on Wednesday. Finally, in an interesting one here, Tom Izzo says he wants that Michigan State-Minnesota game that was postponed rescheduled. And, of course, he does. If you look at the Big Ten standings, it's obvious. Michigan State is one half game back in the Big Ten standings of being into what is, at the moment, a four-team tie for third place in the Big Ten. Now, of course, you get those top four seeds, you get those all-important buys. It would be huge for Michigan State to have that kind of an advantage. And Minnesota would be an almost assured win for Michigan State as well. So getting into that conversation, obviously big for the, for the Spartans. And Tom Izzo said he wasn't confident that it would get rescheduled, but he does want to play that game. And I mean, if it is at all possible to get done, I have to feel like you have to try to get that game rescheduled because it, it's obvious how huge it is for the start of the regular for the end of the regular season and the start of the postseason too. That'll just about do it for today on Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports on Twitter. And you can follow our podcast, Locked On Big Ten as well, on wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter, at Locked On Big Ten. One zero when you type it out at the end, not T-E-N. Until next time, Nate Dickinson with Locked On.